Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RXP podcast, the podcast where three working professionals come together to talk about their love of video games, movies, and TV shows. I'm your host today. It's Tiffany, starting off episode 60 with my co-hosts, Alex. That's my name. And Matt. And that's my name. Excellent. We all know each other's names now. So we're this topic is actually something near and dear to my heart because I I suffer from this on um I would say annual triannual basis. I don't even know how to explain it, but coffee addiction. To- no, the topic of the show is games or slumps between video games or sometimes I like to call it analysis paralysis or because that's what I'm experiencing so ever have that feeling after you completed a game and you're just like wow what a great time or wow what an awful time and then you're like now it's on to something new but what should that something new be so you're saying that you're now, a member of slumps anonymous yeah, probably. I mean, we're not anonymous over here. I think you all know how horrible my gaming habits are or whatever. Um, actually, I kind of want to bring this out to TV shows, too. TV shows and I don't think movies are really a thing. The Mm-mm. slumps between movies, not really. But, you know, the slump between a TV show that you've just finished and then what do you do next? But let's talk about whatever we want first. Who wants to start this? Start us off, because I'm probably be talking a lot today. I'll talk about it. Okay, I, let's talk about it. I'm a proud member of Slumps Anonymous. Um, you know, like <clears throat> I feel like every time I play a big game or even a TV show, the more I like it, the more of a void it it like leaves leaves in me in the and, aftermath. Yeah, yeah, and it's just really hard. Like it's it's like a tough act to follow. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this past fall when I watched Squid Game, it was like I try I watched like two episodes a day for like maybe every other day. Um, right. And it was just like it was always kind of in my schedule to keep watching two episodes at a time mm-hmm. for like maybe a week and a half. I was just watching two episodes at a time, two episodes at a time, two episodes at a time. And then when it was done, I was like, okay. Now, now what? Like, I want to watch season two. I, I want the next bit. And then yeah. no matter what I tried to put into that void, it was just like, no, Not I, the same. I don't want to, I don't want to watch two episodes of any of these things. Yeah. I suck at watching TV. <laughs> what am I even doing here? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So it's tough. Like, I feel like when it's really good, I have a hard time following it up. You said something about like, if it's bad. I feel like if it's bad, I'm like right into the next thing because it's so bad that like halfway through, I'm like, I'd rather be watching whatever or I'd rather be like playing something else. And so like as soon as you finish, it's like, I'm free, you know, and you're like running (laughs) to the next thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a fair point. So no one's really felt so put off from an experience that it really like put them in a bad foul mood or in a slump, a mega slump. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that feeling that you just want to cleanse your palate, right? Like, if you yeah. had something, watched something, played something that was so bad, you know, you don't want to 
Like, why waste time, like, thinking about how bad it was when there are probably mm-hmm. better things out there? So it's mm-hmm. it, even in your best interest to just, like, move on, right? Like, no need to dwell in the past. You I would say if, like, Alex I have a really... If I have a really tough time with, like, a multiplayer game, like, maybe it's just, like, really toxic, and I just, like, have a ter- terrible taste in my mouth, the last thing I want to do is go to another multiplayer game. Like, even if I know it's not going to be toxic, like, even if it's going to be something, like, chill, um, I can't even think of a chill multiplayer game. <laughs> um, Overcooked? But... No, Fall that guys. is not chill. Fall Guys. <laughs> Fall Guys. Okay, yeah, Fall Guys isn't toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe maybe I need to try some Fall Guys every time I get some toxicity in my multiplayer. Are you saying that our overcooked experiences are toxic? Oh, they definitely can be. I'm offended. Audience, <laughs> my mouth is agape. I also haven't played Fall Guys in a while. That's a great like, Over, throwback. Overcooked is like in that same category as like Mario Party or some really intense Mario Kart where it's like it's really fun in the moment but at any moment you could start losing friendships like you know that's the risk that you have to take that's fair I feel like though to cleanse yourself of a bad multiplayer experience at least for me I just play a single player game I'm like no one else can bother me in this single player space unless it's like you know the computer AI right controlling NPCs they might Mm -hmm. be able to bother me but I can yell at them and not be afraid of hurting their feelings because they don't have any. That's fair. I do want to mention one of my TV slumps before I move on to video games. I gushed about Foundation last year. Oh, yeah. I had such a slump after I finished Foundation because mm. I was like, what do I do next? I started watching that Apple TV show, C. That I briefly, I might have mentioned it on the pod sometime. I was not into it. It's about with Jason Momoa, the world is like a thousand years in the future and everyone's blind, except for some people. And so I was like watching it and I was just going through the motions and I'm like, I'm not into this. And then I stopped and then I was like, what do I do? I just want space. Like I was really looking for space. And then I watched that Korean drama called Silent Sea that also had to do with space. That was also not that great. And I was like, man. Was that a movie? No, it was a TV show. Okay. It was like eight was episodes it, or something. What was that movie, that Korean movie that was also in space? That is a great question. You know what I, I'm talking about, right? Yes. It was a, I was planning on watching that movie, and then I didn't watch that movie. Mm. I think I started like five minutes, and then I was like, wow, this is really graphics heavy, and these graphics are very mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly... I, I can't remember what that is. I'll, mm. I'll get back to you. I'll All get right. back to you on that. But yeah, so I ended up finally watching this one show called Lost in Space. I got into that a couple weeks, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. And I watched it through the month and a half and it was a delightful uh-huh. experience. And it's completely done by Netflix. But anyway, so I found there's a nice little kind of wraparound conclusion to that. Like I, I'm now, I think I'm satiated with some space stuff, even though a lot of people have been talking about The Expanse. And like advocating for the expanse, so I might pick that up. But right now, I think I'm I'm good on space. Let's be back on planet Earth. Mm. You know, back with my video games. <laughs> yeah. Let me just tell you, you guys, my slumps between games are 
like clinically bad. If I am on a high, if uh-huh. I am on the highest high of a great video game experience, the moment when it's done, I I basically lose myself and I don't know what to do. I feel like it happens to me many times a year. It happened to me with Bravely Default 2 last year. I remember just being completely verklempt. And then when when I finished Kana in a weekend, mm. I was like, what do I do? It It's just... <laughs> it's just especially not helpful when there are games coming out like so far in the future away from, you know, away from when you finished a game and then you're like, oh, I have a backlog of games, but what do mm-hmm. I pick? Oh, but but like, do I have enough time to finish this game in between the game that I'm actually looking forward to is coming out? It's mm-hmm. bad. How, do, how bad do you think that your slump is going to be after Pokemon? Because you're, like, really vibing with that game, right? I'm fearing the worst. Just, just I actually, in general. I rolled credits. You rolled Matt. credits? I rolled credits. The first credits. There's a second There's credits. more than one? <laughs> There's a true ending, Matthew. Wow. A true ending. Wow. Okay. I rolled credits today. I'm happy to announce. How many hours have you spent in Pokemon? A little under 40 hours. Okay. Oh, in okay. less than a week. Oh yeah, that's that's a timeline right there. <laughs> I was like forty <laughs> yes, hours. That's time not spent bad. Relative to timeline. Time yeah. <laughs> in less, it was basically my other full time job. It yeah, was my that, other full time. That job. is a full time job right there. Yeah, playing Pokemon. Yep. You did Roll credits. Like uh, when you showed up to work one day, I remember getting a text from you, and you're like, "I'd rather be playing Pokemon." <laughs> <laughs> So I knew it was bad. <laughs> I have been eating and breathing and living Pokemon Arceus, Arceus. And I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm done. And can I just tell you guys that now that I've rolled credits, I'm kind of like, do I get the 100% ending? Wait, so how hard is the ending? You have to get, you have to catch everybody? Yeah, you have to catch everybody. I don't think you have to complete the research levels for every Pokemon, but I think they want you to catch all the Pokemons. Okay. And how I've far away through. are you? I've caught like a hundred and sixty something. Okay. Out and of how- like two hundred forty-two is the rumors, Ooh, the words okay. on the streets. So I've caught a hundred and sixty something, I believe. That's pretty good. Like, yeah. are you I mean, now I'm, that you've rolled the credits, are you still enjoying just walking around doing stuff? So I literally rolled credits and then put the and stopped and then ate dinner. You know, like I'm just I just haven't thought about it. Okay. Well, actually, that's not true. Wait. I rolled credits and then I like triggered the like end game. Mm-hmm. That's like, hey, we're not done. This is what you can do now. And then I turned it off. Gotcha. Because yeah. remember when you could roll credits on Animal Crossing? And then that's when the regular game actually started. So it's yeah. not, is it like <laughs> that just or? Finish the tutorial. Yeah. You finished the 40 hour tutorial. Congratulations. <laughs> um, 
You know, I don't think it's like that, mainly because you've already done, like, if you've been keeping up a decent pace on the game, then you're doing your missions and requests, and obviously you don't want to, like, save all the mission, the side quests till later, because, like, you know, when your Pokemon are level 50 and you're catching, like, level 50 Pokemon in the wild, and then you complete a side quest that was from the first area, and they're like, here are three berries, thank you, you're just like... F off. <laughs> yeah. like, so, like, it's encouraged to do the quests as you get them so that you can use gotcha. those things. Yeah. But let's not talk about my... Well, I have a, I have a follow-up <laughs> question with Pokemon, though. Okay. So okay. now... Okay. It was it was getting somewhere. There was a point, I promise. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, Matt, why are we like foreshadowing a potential slump when it hasn't even happened yet? Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I wonder because sometimes when I am getting to like the 11th hour of a game, I mm-hmm. almost feel like the slump coming along. Because then you start saying like, what's next? And like you start yeah. like looking off into the distance like, what could I play next? And that's like, I feel like the slump almost starts before you even finish the game. And usually mine is like when I'm cleaning up for the platinum, it's never like you usually roll credits and then you're usually playing the game a little bit more. Like if you're trying to get the platinum or a certain achievement or whatever. Right. Uh, So I wonder that for you now that you've just kind of are in the end game, are you thinking into the future? Can I admit to Slumps Anonymous that... I fear. I fear. I fear. That's it. That's that's. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's it. I just fear. <laughs> I I think the thing is, is like honestly, for me, I don't actually think I have a game coming out that has a release date that I'm excited about. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like even Lego Star Wars Skywalker, I'm that comes out in May, April or May. I don't think I'm going to buy it until it goes on sale. Mm. Mainly because I never really get to those Lego games anyway. And Alex and I like to co-op together. Whether Well, I like to co-op with Alex. I don't know if he likes to co-op with me. <laughs> but we co-op Lego games. So, like, I don't... Like, we would have to... It would be, like, we have to set aside a time or, like, a mm, visit where it's yeah. like, hey, this is Lego weekend. Like... Because that's usually what we do. We like inst- people. Some people binge watch shows together. We binge Lego games. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Matt. So like, I'm scared okay. because I don't have it. And then like Octopath Tra- or not Octopath Traveler Triangle Strategy is coming out in March, like early March, and I'm just like, I don't know if I need that on release. Like, I don't know. If that's the game for me. So, yes, Mm -hmm. I am scared. I'm scared. I think the flip side of that question, though, is also not just brand new things coming out, but things you already have, but just haven't gone to yet. So it's not I understand, like, you don't have anything new that you're looking forward to, but there are things that you have in your position that you want to get to. So at the same time, I feel like as building off of what Matt mentioned before that I also get the feeling of as you're ramping down and about to finish something to whatever extent that may be, you know, finishing the show or finishing the game, you know, getting the platinum trophy, you know, getting a hundred percent gamer score, what have you, that I also get the whole, all right, you know, once I wrap this up, what's next on the docket? And I guess that's the question of, is there nothing that you really want to get or want to get to? Because that's the idea of saying, 
if you're not satisfied with what you played a Pokemon, for example, right now, then you'll probably continue to play a little bit more, if not get the true ending in Pokemon. Or is there something, or do you think there will be a point where you might be working towards that, but then suddenly you have that spark to move on to the next thing, you know, whatever that may be, whether it's something you already own or something that is coming out in the future. Like, is like, do you see that happening or is, is this like you're in the slump already? Like has the slump occurred? No, I think weird. See, in this particular scenario, I I believe that I do have a game I'm actually ready to go jump back to mm-hmm. because I inadvertently ended up buying. I mean, I bought several games in the last week or so, you know, before Pokemon Ar- Arceus came out. And I'm ready to jump back to like Lost and Random because I did start that. And then, like, threw it away to play, you know, Pokemon. And not, you know, spoiler or not spoiler for, like, a future episode, I did start Final Fantasy XV again. And I really enjoyed my time back in that world. But I literally threw it away the moment Pokemon came out. Like, I was like... I was like... every. I even tried to avoid social gatherings to play Pokemon and that failed miserably. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I can't play. I mean, I can't hang. I I'm busy. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm busy. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm playing Pokemon. And then they were like, Oh, well then let's just play Pokemon together. And I was like, Oh, okay. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. (laughs) Even though I'd rather just not leave my house like a vampire and just play Pokemon. Um, but Alex, I feel like you have done really well, like getting excited to like jump to back to something or jump to the next thing. Like I, I, it's, do you actually experience slumps? Cause I don't feel like you do. At least it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just not vocal about it. A lot of slumps normally with me occur with like shows or like anime in particular. And like Mm. one that I remember very like distinctly was after I watched the first season of My Hero Academia and how great that you know season of anime was and just looking at that and saying okay you know this is the new I guess big shonen type anime that's popular and that's getting global appeal you know not just in Japan but outside of Japan and I thought about you know looking at things that release you know on a seasonal basis and saying, man, there's really nothing else that kind of reaches the highs that this does in terms of you know animation quality, storytelling, and likable characters. At least for me, uh, considering I lean more towards the more action oriented you know anime in general. And so I I remember for a time just not wanting to watch a lot of things and being like, well, if it's not as good as My Hero Academia, like I don't think I want to spend time on it. And so there was like a long gap between, you know, me just waiting for the next season of My Hero versus me actually trying to watch other things to say, is this a good show? It's got decent ratings. Maybe I should try it. But is it as good as My Hero? I don't know. You know, because obviously all episodes are the, right this approximately the same length. So I'm spending the same amount of time trying to enjoy it. Uh, but in terms of games, I mean, I think the last time I've kind of had a slump was... I guess just, and it's the idea of also the zeitgeist, but also just me maybe just falling out of favor was trying to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla in that, you know, Uh. I've brought this up several times over the past year and it's a game that I really enjoyed from the start 
And just as time went on, right, and I've put, I think, 30 to 40 hours into it, and I'm not even halfway through the game yet. And I think that's the idea where the pacing of that game has caused me to enter a slump with it to say it's something that I haven't finished, but I feel like I've, I'm so far removed from having played it that I don't know if I can get myself. Like, the slump has occurred because of the time I've left it behind. Laps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like hard for me to want to go back to it, even though I enjoyed what I played. And right. Obviously, the game has probably only gotten better with, you know, further updates and fixes and patches. But it's just something that at this point I might just leave behind. So it's just weird, like reverse slump of I started it, but now I can't like I'm in the slump of getting back to it, even though I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Matt, let's let's talk about your last slump. I feel like I slump most of the time after like an open world. I, I feel like I am more susceptible to slumps when it's after like a huge open world experience. So what would it, what would have been my last slump? Because I Was I've it Horizon? Had, I think Horizon might have been my last huge slump. Um beyond that, I think I tried to go from there to Final Fantasy Seven Remake and do the DLC, which was great. And then I tried to go to hard mode and I had such a tough time jumping back into that hard mode that I was like, I just don't want to play this anymore. Like I, I do not want to put the hours in to get good at this game again for like this mm -hmm. small, like four hour experience. So I was, I, I just recently kind of got into a slump and I actually texted you guys and was like, Hey, like, what should I play before Elden Ring? Because like Elden Ring is going to take over my my life in like a couple weeks. So I yeah, I just kind of needed to figure that out and you guys gave me some pretty good recommendations and I was like, "All right, let's do it." And so I actually started uh Detroit Become Human, which has been really fun. It's like uh it's very narrative. And I think I needed something narrative because I was actually looking at the PS5 or PS Plus collection. It was like looking through potential options. And so Detroit Become Human was something that I was thinking about just because it was more linear. Because mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm in a slump, especially with games, maybe not with TV shows, because TV shows, I'm almost trying to fill a void with something very, very similar. While in, in video games, I feel like when I have a slump, I want to do something almost to the opposite effect. So like when I'm really like in a slump from an open world game, I kind of want to have like as much of a narrative adventure as possible. And so, yeah, it's been great. It's very cinematic, very different than what I was expecting, but really enjoying it, really digging it. Yeah, I think that's a great like coping mechanism. Or like when you finish a, a type of game and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do next. Well, let me just go let's do something completely different so i don't yeah. get like burned out like i i suffer from analysis paralysis a lot like mm -hmm. i have the biggest backlog of games and i'm like oh yeah i could start that one or i could restart that <laughs> one or i could start that one oh i should get back to that one but yeah. then i like i'm like wait what do i do like what <laughs> what do i do and then i even sometimes gauge my time availability like uh -huh. you know do i have do i have to work the weekend Maybe I don't want to commit to a long gaming experience or something that is really intensive because I can't like devote as much time to it because 
I think both of you know, and I'm letting the audience in on this, is that when I'm in a game, I'm in, I live and breathe it. Like, mm-hmm. I will. It's true. It full time job, it. Pokemon yeah. Legends Arceus. Yeah. Basically, I wish. Yeah, it was a full like. I just am so enraptured, and I'm just like every way. I'm like waking up bleary eyed on a day off, like putting coffee putting my cake cup together and tu- and like bo- turning on my switch at the same I'm literally like dragging my switch f- with me from the bed to the <laughs> kitchen turning it on and then docking it getting my coffee sitting down in front of my TV and just like blur like just going at it so I I like the first thing I wake up to the last thing I look before I go to bed it's I'm I'm in it and I think that's part of my own like issues with game <laughs> well no it's because i'm just like oh god like am i ready for this to take over my life again you know what i mean like that's where my like where i'm like oh i have to know i don't i can't do that i need to like wait maybe you know something else is coming out sooner maybe i'll I'll play that and then you know blah blah blah. so Hmm. that's my own thing of course whenever i ask alice i'm like alex what should i play next and he's always like you have this game that you just you bought eight years ago you have this game that you bought seven years ago you have this game you bought six months ago like literally like go finish any one of these games i just want to shout out no straight roads also as a reminder (laughs) i i have so many rhythm games that i need to honestly like you guys saw me like boot up tetris effect for like a yeah, like a little bit of time, like two uh-huh. months ago, I was lost. I was lost, you guys. That's when I was lost. I didn't oh. know what to do. So I was sorry. Just- I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Different. So in reality, cool. booting Tetris Effect was a cry for help. Yeah, is that what it you're was- saying? Now we know. <laughs> Essentially, because I was like, oh, I could play a real game, or I could just play thirty minutes of Tetris Effect. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like these little, like small like experiences that fill in gaps when we're like dodging other responsibilities or dodging other like bigger projects because yeah. it's something that um, cuz I've been trying to watch Witcher season 2 for whatever reason it's just like not grabbing not me not clicking oh and I, it's not anything to do with the series it's just i guess i'm just not in the mood for that type of like storytelling right now and so mm-hmm. i've been watching um, this this series on Netflix called the movies that make us. And it, oh, yeah. it is just like phenomenal. It's, it's an hour. If you love movies or if you just like movies, you don't even have to love movies. If you just like the creative process and like watching like documentaries on how things were made, it is fascinating. I am in the middle of the last season, which is it, it got released right around Halloween. So they have a bunch of horror movies that they're talking about and the things that they are talking about, like, old Hollywood of, like, having no budget and having to figure things out and small decisions that they made on the fly have become, like, the most iconic moments in some of, like, the biggest Cinematic movies history. ever. Yeah. Like, in Halloween, yeah. just, like, having uh, Michael Myers there and then gone. Like, having that B-roll they weren't even going to show him like in the entire movie. And then their friend came along and was like, Hey guys, I like, I want to do something. And they're like, okay, put this mask on and go walk around. And it would like start off as a joke. And then he turned into Michael Myers. It was like these small little instances. Anyway, that show is absolutely taking me by storm because it is so much more entertaining. These like small little condensed stories 
instead of like going into a full series where I'm like, okay, they're all connected. Okay, I'm sitting down. I'm going to yeah. spend an hour and I'm going to watch this that I have to remember for the next like it, that just hasn't jived with me. Yeah. I totally feel you. I've I've gotten in those funks as well. Mhm. Oh, that's another a synonym, a funk. Mhm. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Um yeah, so any other any coping mechanisms any better coping mechanisms other than like maybe doing a 180 or finding a a smaller bite-sized show i mean i agree with both of you that one of the main ways to avoid getting into the slump is to just mix it up right like it's weird Mm because i i said for shows and typically it's the same i kind of watch the same type of show so i typically don't have slumps in like tv shows and stuff because i know what I want to watch stuff like, you know, the Witcher is like on my docket. Like it's kind of like once I get around to watching it, I'll get through it. So I wouldn't call that a slump, but more so it's just not on my priority list to get to right now. Uh, but for games in particular, it's mostly that, you know, you want to interweave the genres you play, right? Cause especially for me, I enjoy pretty much most genres except for horror. So because of that, you know, I'm typically playing a lot of different things and in order to, as Matt noted also to avoid that kind of I guess being tired of like playing the games even though we enjoy these games or I enjoy the games that I play you know that if you do one open world game and then immediately go into another open world game it's even though they might be completely different games it's gonna feel the same right it's like you're doing the same motions you're wandering this kind of open space where there's really no direction right the game is encouraging you to explore but there's only so much exploring you can do until you're saying, hey, I could just kind of want a more directed experience. So things like, you know, I'm anticipating Horizon Forbidden West upcoming. So kind of the games I'm playing right now aren't necessarily in that genre, but more so in other things, right? Uh, and I'm trying to keep that mindset fresh to say, hey, I've played open world games before, but I just want to put those like further in the background, right? Stuff like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I played last year. It's been a while. Not to say that was the last open world game I played, but at least now that there's still some time in between the last one that I did play, you know, it's easier for me to say I'm not daunted by the fact that I'm going to have to trek this however many square kilometer mile map, you know, for whoever knows how many tens of hours, right? So I think that that really helps me. And I guess, like, for me, my main way that I avoid the, any problems, or at least most problems most of the time of not falling into slump is just having a list, right? Cause I think, as you said, you know, the idea of analysis paralysis is that you just, you know, have so many choices in front of you and it's hard to just pick one, right. When you have that many options, you know, I guess they talk about that a lot on like restaurant menus to say, you don't want your customer to have that right. When you have like 90 different menu items, you know, you might just want to have like a good solid, like 10, And so it's easy for the customer to pick what they want and, you know, end up liking something. And I think the same thing in concept is how I approach games at least. And, you know, especially TV, because for games, I keep a notepad document, you know, much to Tiffany's hatred that I don't use a Google doc or some sort of online form. (laughs) Uh, But I keep a notepad document on my computer. That's a list of games that I intend to play. And I think it's very easy for me to say, once I finish something, I go look at the list and I say, okay, what's next? And it's, you know, everything's listed out. 
And for the most part, I'm pretty good about adding things as I buy them or get them, you know, for free through various means. And it helps me stay focused to say, these are the games I intend to play. I finish one and I know what to go to next. And on the flip side, similarly, you know, as a feature that a lot of sites have these days, you know, in particular Netflix, I enjoy the whole my list feature, right? Like you can just click that whole plus button and it adds the show to your quote unquote online list. And you can clearly see to say, hey, these are things I saw. I read the synopsis I'm interested in. And you have a built-in list to the program right there that you can just run through. And so I think for me, just being able to visualize all the items in one place is, makes it easy to make that choice and avoid the analysis paralysis. That's true. I mean, that's, and, you know, it's less, that list sounds less daunting than me looking at my game shelf. I don't know, just looking at the number of games. Just, just, or even my <laughs> game library, just like scrolling through that on the PlayStation Store. I'm just like, oh God, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's, it's kind of like when you're looking for a new show on Netflix or something, oh, if you just have just like overcoming C, it's the same thing with Game Pass on Xbox. There's just like so much you can play. Like how could someone actually be bored? Like honestly. But sometimes I do get bored because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a little bit of a shorter bite size episode for the audience this week. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. You know, let us know about your game slumps or how what you do to overcome those. Or even some recommendations of like this. You could never slump if you go straight to this game or show. Let us know. Um, you can write us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast. Hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you to Grandmaster Doug for the tunes. And we'll see you next time. You rolled credits? Coffee addiction? <laughs>